Hello, horror fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast. Whoa! The horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions for the podcast to our email address at O-T-H at SeriouslyDecent.com. You can check our website out at OhTheHorrorPodcast.com. Connect to our social media presence, our Facebook group, our Instagram account. All the things. Yeah, check the back catalog out. Or you can connect on your favorite platform. Mm -hmm. If there's a platform that uh, we're not connected to that you're really into, let me know. And I'll get us dialed in. Correct. How you doing? All right. I mean, I can't complain. Nobody listens if you do, so. Well, I'm listening right now. We got a lot of people listening. We do. Yeah. We do. That's why I'm not going to do that. I think they came here for tarot. Yeah. I don't think they came here for For the. Jen's problems. We're doing pretty good. We are. We are. We're doing pretty good. I hope you're all doing well. Yes. On this lovely. I hope you've uh, made a series of good decisions. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't. Also true. It doesn't make you a bad person. It does not. It doesn't you know. make you a great person. But <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is permanent. Tarot cards. Yes. So yes. why don't we get into our sources and then I got a question for you. Okay. Right off the right off the snap. Right off the snapper? Yeah. I don't know how many card decks I have. I didn't count. No, I okay. I wouldn't ask that kind of a question. <laughs> So uh, I started with Wiki on this. Of course. And I started with a book that came with my card pack. Yes. I can tell you how many packs I have. I have one. Yes. And. um, I have a drawer. I think it's a whole basket full, isn't it? Or was it moved to a drawer? The drawer is a basket and it is full. Yeah. And then uh, I found a cool, I'm going to call it a blog post, I guess. But it was off of storymaps.arcgis.com. They got a bunch of stories on there. And this uh, Mm -hmm. Camilla Bryce. Okay. June 23rd, 2021, fairly recent. Yep. And it was titled, What are the Origins of Tarot? I have one source, Mm. a book. Read the Tarot by Sylvia Abraham. Yeah? Yes. So what got you started? How did you get your start in the tarot? Because you've been doing this for a long time. You take uh, you take a break in between, but yeah. you always circle back and I do. revisit it. But what got you started into it? That My you girlfriend, could share? Roseanne. Yeah? Yep. Yep. So she was doing it? Uh, no. Or it she, was like, just in the discussions with her. Like, we would talk about things, and her mother was very good at reading fortunes with just a regular deck of playing cards. Yeah. Like, she had a meaning for each card. Mm -hmm. And then I stumbled across a kit in Barnes & Noble. It was the tarot cloth, the tarot deck, 
in the tarot book. The tarot in a box, so to speak. Yeah, it it, it was. It They'd was have those like magicians in a box type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> then there was a fatality. Uh, I was staying with my mom's very good friend, and her dog had gotten into my room, and mm. he tore apart the deck. Ah. Which is not a good thing. Yeah. Like it it would kind of be akin to opening a session on a Ouija board and just le- never closing it, just mm. leaving that portal wide open. Yeah, yeah. And that coincidentally was when poltergeist activity started in the house. Mm. So That's fun. Yeah. It was it was good times. Well that was gonna lead to my next question before we start ripping into all this. Uh-huh. Because there seems to be two schools of thought. Yes. Because I went into this pretty much, honestly, blind. Yes. Don't know a whole lot about tarot. Mm -hmm. And that was actually buying the deck when we spoke about this months and months ago. Yes. About doing this as a topic. I was like, Mm -hmm. well, let me get a deck and check it out. And I got the app on my phone where I go through each card. What they mean. What they mean Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And, And I find it really, really interesting. It's amazingly, like, this is stuff that, like, I just, I nerd into, like, full throttle. It is very and fascinating. There seems to be two schools of thought on tarot. Mm-hmm. There's the school of thought that there is a magical property, for lack of a better term. I know some others are going to probably shout and scream all over this, and maybe not. But then there's the other group that's just kind of like... um it's a kind of meditational type thing, and there's nothing mystical about mystical, it. Or mystical, mystical, mystical is the better term. Yes. You know, so are you in the mystical camp, or are you in the non-mystical camp, like the meditational? I'll get into that later. You know, or we both were, but but I'm you get what I'm saying. I'm like, somewhere in the middle. So you believe that the cards have a power? No, no, I don't believe the cards have a power. I do believe the cards have the ability to detect patterns. Mm-hmm. Patterns that we repeat over and over again. Yeah. And all they simply do is reveal those patterns to you. Mm-hmm. And if it's a pattern that you want to break, it tells you, "Hey, this is what you're consistently doing." So if you're not cool with that, now is your chance to Make a change to try and break that pattern. I don't believe the tarot can. I don't believe you should use it as a tool. I don't believe it can tell you how you should live your life, what you should do. Again, it just detects patterns. And if you're repeating an action over and over again, shocker. Mm -hmm. it, It should come as no surprise that you're. That you're repeating that loop that because that's what you do. That's your pattern. You're repeating yeah, it. And that's where some people get into either meditation or they get into some other sort of yes. practice to identify. Let's uh, let me see. Basically to identify odd rhythms in your life or good rhythms and bad rhythms. Correct. Basically. It, it can you know? let and you know. And that's what meditation, because I got yes. way deep into meditation and my earlier old life, so to speak. Yeah. I still do, uh, but I meditate more in a um, kind of conscious state, I should say, where I don't 
seclude myself off and just totally detach. And go, yeah. But I think I've practiced it enough to where I can just kind of detach anywhere. Right. I could be in a busy room and just disappear for whatever quick second. Mm -hmm. But that whole process, when you're learning about it, you're you're trying to find these these good rhythms and bad rhythms in your life right. and you're in it's self-reflection. Yes. And that's uh so because like I said, I, I just seem to think just in the reading and investigating that I've done, there is this two kind of prime camps for terror. There are people who where, are a hundred percent oh uh, those uh, you know, I, I have a decision I have to make. I have to I have to consult the tarot. And then there's others who are like, you know what? You know what'd be cool? Let's just get the let's just get the the deck out and do a spread. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like it's not the primal direction, but it's a no. it's a supplement. Yeah. You know, you know to, they do it to more... do some self analysis and self awareness. Yeah. Yes. It yeah. it is. And there's a there's a whole process involved with Tarot. Now I say Ro introduced me to tarot, mm-hmm. but as I started deep diving and reading into Wicca, that very much got me yeah, I see more that. deeply interested in it, if you will, but simply as a tool, not as you know, this life altering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but simply as just something else that you have in your arsenal. Yeah, yeah, because I noticed as I've started getting into the cards and the meaning of the cards, I I am definitely more on the camp, and no surprise, really, where I just look at it as a, a self-analysis tool. What? You don't no. think it has magical, mystical powers? No, none. But Absolutely none. How could you say that? Yeah. I know I should have cut that towards the end because there's something I can be like, fuck this, you know, and I'm, I'm out, (laughs) skip to the next podcast, but, but they got other episodes. Yeah. Or, you know, if this is what it sounds like, then I don't want to listen to their other shit. But uh, yes, that's no, but a possibility. I, I see we, uh, yeah, let's, cause All the right. origins of tarot to me are absolutely fascinating. It is pretty fascinating. This um, is journey are- into history. That's just incredible. Tarot images were pictured in the pyramids of ancient Egypt. Yeah. The 14th century has been claimed to be when tarot cards were first unveiled. The cards began with the 22 major arcana. In order to conceal the true meaning of the cards, an additional 56 cards were added. They're called the minor arcana. That was much later, though. Correct. It is said that the cards were brought to Italy from Spain around the year 1375 A.D. and were introduced by the Moors. Other claim the uh, origin, again, to be Egypt, as the tarot hieroglyphs were found there. Because that's what I found interesting on this, is that there wasn't really, like, a a definitive, like, agreeable beginning. No. There's not much... uh, to it and i think a lot of it also is is they there were some ordinances that made just kind of card games in general a yeah. bad thing yes um i know reading with the book that came with my cards mm-hmm. they were talking about in the 1300s and actually a specific date in paris there was an ordinance that was dated january 22nd 1397 and this is in Paris. Mm-hmm. 
And it forbids, check this out, working people from playing tennis, uh, ball, just Mm -hmm. ball, Mm -hmm. cards, or nine pins, excepting only on holidays. Right. And it was generally accepted that playing cards emerged in Europe in the latter half of the 14th century. But to think about that, like, you know, that's where, like, I just, like, history just kind of cracks me up at times. Like, I look back and it's like, yeah, no, we're banning tennis. We're banning cards. And ball. We're banning ball. Yeah. And everybody's just like, yeah, all right, well, I guess we're doing that on the holidays now. Well, yeah. So what was fascinating. Wednesdays and weekends. But what I found fascinating doing kind of the heavy lifting of researching into this is, like in 1423, they had the Catholic controversy through there. Yes. But also these uh, ordinances in the 1300s. So they destroyed a lot of these cards. Yes. And there's not many of them. No. That date back. There's some that are in museums, which we right. can get to later. Yes. And, and I would love to check that out. That would be that would be cool, to be honest. There's also some cards that just don't exist anymore, but somebody had the where to do or the wherewithal, just the to, wherewithal uh, to save the actual sheets of the press mm-hmm. like the sheets where they printed them out right, and they yes. had like master sheets that yes. held them all but they weren't cut out yet because mm-hmm. that's how they made the cars they'd make them into this giant sheet and then they just and cut they them out cut yeah. them out and some are just some just those sheets are left mm-hmm. which i find absolutely incredible too i would love to see a, sh- a full sheet yeah yeah that That's, would be uh, super cool. But yeah, to, to see the ordinance of that band and then, and this is not just tarot cards we're talking about. It's cards. This is just cards, yeah. like regular playing cards. Yeah, no polka. But I could kind of see it in a sense where they would do an ordinance like that. I mean, you got a very kind of, uh, it's a different era, obviously, than now. This is a different era than 100 years ago. I mean- that time period through there, everything was very just strict, social. Well, yes, along and the lines, it would and be cards, a waste of time. and cards bring out gambling. It does. It yes. just has a natural tendency mm-hmm. to do it. You play yeah. cards with each other, and you're all of a sudden you're betting something. And I could see where an ordinance like that would pass through. So, regardless of their appearance, they've been around for seven centuries. Edward Arthur Waite and Alistair Crowley, both Englishmen and members of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, were primarily responsible for bringing tarot back into popular usage in the early 20th century. Mm-hmm. Mr. Waite was a mystic and a scholar. His deck is named the writer Waite Tarot and is widely used in the U.S. Crowley was a poet, writer, and student of magic, and his deck is the Thoth Tarot yeah. and also popular. When choosing a deck, a friend once said, the cards or the deck chooses you. You don't choose it. You want a deck you're drawn to or you connect with, as you will ultimately become much more in tune with the deck and you will have much more effective readings. The cards are laid out in a spread. The most common is a three-card stack where each stack from left, center, and right represents the past on the left, present is center, future is on the right. And then you can do as many cards as you want in each of those stacks. Mm -hmm. You also have to charge your deck. And what they mean by charge your deck 
is you need to spend a lot of time with your cards. You need to carry them on your person. They need to be in contact with you because if you want to go into the woo-woo part of it, your energy needs to be impacted or imparted into the cards. Mm -hmm. And then when you start doing your readings, you have to ask the cards questions you already know the answer to so that you can ensure that you are interpreting the cards correctly. So basically this would be like a calibration measure? Essentially, yeah. You are calibrating your deck. To and you. well, not only to you, you're calibrating your interpretations to the deck. Mm. So at the end of the day, you're just interpreting for another person. Yeah. You're only interpreting what the cards say. You're not despite what people may say, you are not giving them their future. Yeah. You are not yeah. giving them a prophecy. You are simply you're you're simply just showing them again their patterns that they repeat, a cycle that they repeat, but you can also bring to their awareness, hey, just so you know, you have this opportunity coming. I'm I'm seeing this you know, like it yeah, could be a you change may, in your career. Or you may have an opportunity Correct. coming, which everybody has an opportunity coming. Correct. But, not everyone but, acts on it. Yeah, or not everybody's looking for an opportunity. Correct. Yeah. So the yeah. 78 cards represent mankind and all the probable experiences possible to fit in life. They represent the symbols and unconscious understanding of the past, the present, and the future. So let's break down the 78 cards of the tarot deck. There's the 22 major arcana cards, the 40 minor arcana cards, and then the 16 court cards. Arcana means secret or hidden. So the major arcana are the big secrets and the minor arcana are the little secrets. The querent is the person asking the question or the person who you're giving your reading to. They're mm. the, the querent, which essentially just means question. Yeah. They're the one asking the question. The major arcana can be used alone and will answer whatever questions are asked of them. The minor arcana show specific directions in a person's life, thinking, and they explain ideas, people at work or home, and, and others in their relationships. So the minor arcana has four suits, the wands, cups, pentacles, and swords. You kind of look at them the same way you do with the, yeah. the ace yeah. Or your your hearts, hearts your clubs, your clubs, spades. Diamonds. And diamonds. Yeah. Uh, wands. The key words associated with wands are, these are your work and social activities. They, they are representative of the element of fire, which means action, enthusiasm, courage, uh, courage zeal, passion, enterprise. Mm. So... Enterprise, the action, the enthusiasm that kind of gets you into your work mode, your courage, your zeal, your passion are your social mm. activities. Cups, the keywords associated are love and your emotions. It is the element of water. Uh, the emotions would be intuition, subconscious, memories, birth, marriage. They do the zodiac signs, but... <laughs> um, so pentacles. And that's when the other half of the listeners said, that's it. <laughs> the key words are money and health, mm -hmm. um, and which makes sense because if you look up at a pentacle on the 
the deck, it looks like a coin. Yeah, it does. So that is the element of the earth, and it's representative of stability, dependability, reliability, your material possessions, and also health matters. And then there's swords. The keywords associated with swords are problems and troubles, and they are representative of the element of air, which are your mental attitudes, discriminations, strifes, adaptability. Hmm. Now, it should also be noted that when you're giving a reading, cards will be right side up or upside down, upside down which they call the inverse. Mm-hmm. So when you're in a spread, if you have many wands, they relate to work or social activities, many cups, that means your reading is about love or emotional matters. Many pentacles, money matters, or health problems. And then many swords are problems or troubles. So I know there are a lot of people who, when they get into tarot, and I found this on one of the groups that I was in, where they don't do inverse cards really, in a reading. And I think you do not only yourself, but your querent mm-hmm. a disservice. Because take, for example, the hanged man. The hanged man in and of, his, in and of itself mm-hmm. means that you're, you're stuck. You're stuck in a pattern. You're stuck in something. Yeah. Now, if that hanged man is inverted, mm-hmm. you've broken that cycle. Yeah. You're no longer stuck in whatever that pattern was. You've broken it. And it's a symbol of you're, you've moved forward. You've, you've grown. And you lose that if you yeah, take that seemed, out of the reading. It, that's a lot missing if you were to take that Exactly. Out. Same thing with... And then with, each card has its yes. own inverse, which mm-hmm. would be, I'm not going to say equally impactful, but impact, impactful to some degree, yes. possibly. Um, yeah. Now, you, when you're giving a reading and you have your cards, your querent shuffles the deck. Mm-hmm. And while they're shuffling the deck, they're thinking of the card, uh, the question that they're asking the cards. And the point and the purpose is, is now they're putting their intention, their energy into the cards so that the cards can answer that question. Mm. If a card falls out of the, the deck. Yeah. While shuffling. While or shuffling. Yeah. Or even when they, when they break it up. Mm-hmm. And when, or even when you're laying out the the spread. Yeah, say you do a... If a card a falls out, you need to leave that card out. There's a reason. Oh, okay. There's a reason why that card has fallen out. Usually, it's because that card is telling, it's telling you something. It either has something to do with a specific question, or that card has to do with another question that the person wasn't even... Thinking about? Thinking about. So you discard it completely? But it's applicable. No, you keep that. You you don't put it in the spread. You keep it to the side. Oh, okay. Because that card isn't necessarily part of that spread, but it is very much relevant to the person. But it has a relevancy in the reading. Correct. So you need to include it. So have I gotten woo-woo enough yet? (laughs) Keep going. Let's break down the major arcana. So card zero is the fool. If we're, he's, we're getting our coats off now. We so are. We're, we're, we're getting, getting right it, into this. We're getting into this. So the fool, if he's upright in a spread, 
It means there's a desire for new experiences, sudden activity, and adventure. It can also mean a need for caution, as a misstep can send someone over the edge. Mm. You have to pay attention to the environment and use your insight through all circumstances. You need to be confident, but not act hastily. If the fool is upside down in a spread, it's a, a notice to take more responsibility. You need to balance your pleasures, your sexual needs, and your other desires. You need to curb your anxiety, have faith in the future. It could also be immature thinking and actions, selfishness, materialistic focus, or an unkind friend, either someone who's being unkind to you or you're being unkind to them. Mm. So card one is the magician. If the magician is upright in a spread, you will have a new beginning in many directions of your life. It's a leadership potential. Ambition, a desire for activity, could also be new relationships. Uh, there's a new lesson to learn, and you need to pay attention to the details. Growth in a mental body as well as the physical. So you need to meditate on the tools at your disposal for a new experience. So usually the magician means there's something coming. There's, mm-hmm. there's either a job opportunity or... There's something going on within your relationship, um, Mm -hmm. either, you know, growing, getting more serious, what have you. That's upright or inverse? This this is just upright. Oh, okay. If he's inverse, uh, there's no new beginnings in the areas that you desire. It can be a lack of ambition or drive. It could be a static behavior. It could be you're just stuck in that pattern. Mm -hmm. Um, You can be feel feeling um, put down or low self-esteem, almost like a type of depression. Um, Your creativity is arrested. Uh, Physical and sexual focus, which means maybe you should be focusing on your physical or your your sexual needs, Mm -hmm. and you're not. Or that's all you're focusing on, and you've got this whole other thing happening. Gotcha. Um, You're ignoring your responsibilities, or you're being close to new information. Okay. So card number two is the high priestess. If she's upright in a spread, this means knowing the secrets of the universe, if you want to take the woo-woo part of it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's intelligent and comprehension of all nature, uh, scientific and mathematical knowledge, nurturing and caring for others, a desire for sharing a relationship, a self-confident attitude. And if it appears in a man spread, it represents a desire for an intelligent mate. Trust your intuition and use your information wisely. Mm. If it's upside down in a spread, you don't know the meaning of life or how to make a good a good relationship. You have a very fixed mental attitude. It could be a fear of commitment. You could be emotionally drained. Um, you're not. You're ignoring your intuition. Uh, you're being critical or over analytical. And you're taking um, information at face value, denoting superficially. Yeah. So you're you're just taking things at face value. You're not going any deeper, even if there is a deeper meaning there. Mm-hmm. And it can be an illusion. Gotcha. So card number three is the empress. If she's upright, you make or create your experiences. There's uh, a can be a potential for pregnancy. The focus is on happiness, travel, and enjoyment. 
can be a need to communicate your desires now. It could be issues relating to mothers, sisters, or other females that are important. And it's time to use your creative talents. It it could be a very positive growth period. You need to put your intuition to good use. And an authority figure is gentle and caring. If that card is reversed, you don't make or create experiences. You have problems with your mother or sisters or another female could be um, a miscarriage. You could be sexually unfulfilled. You're not making yourself happy. You aren't bringing love into your life or feel confident about your creative talents. You could have lost a relationship, could be mental anguish. A trip that you were looking forward to could be delayed. And it could be an inability simply to communicate your true feelings. Mm. So a lot of these cards do have a lot of meaning. That's why it's very important. You don't necessarily have to know your querent, but if you do, it can help you narrow in. Oh, by far. On on the answer to whatever I've always thought was. with tarot cards there's two parts to it. There's the understanding of the cards. Yes. And the understanding of the person receiving the reading. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we'll get to that later, right. but but I think there's two equal parts to that. Yes. And I think they're equal. Yes. You can't have one bail you out on the other. Right. Now you can do, and a lot of people do, tarot readings for complete and total strangers. They don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. And depending on how good you are with your your cards, um, how well they're charged, how well they're attuned to you can also help you perhaps answer the question or at least answer the question in the spread. But if you know that person, you can give deeper insights. Well, and I think people that have the ability to quickly assess someone and read them really quickly. Yes. I think thrive well in this line of work. So let's, we got a lot of cards. Uh, Card number four, the emperor. If he's upright, it's a desire for balance, realization, and action. Are you doing all 78 like this? No. I'm only doing the major arcana. Okay. All right. I was going to say. Because they're the big secrets. I got to work tomorrow. (laughs) Desire for balance, realization, and action. It's the the ability to use authority wisely. Again, it's leadership qualities, but they're tempered with love and benevolence. It could be real estate buying or selling. It could be a home issue is being resolved. Mental abilities used before action is taken. Um, You're seeking truth through experience. Could be a wise and gentle counselor. Ambition with energy to accomplish goals. Now, if it's reversed, you're not realizing your potential. You could be fearful and immature. You could be refusing to accept a leadership role due to inexperience or laziness. Uh, you could. It could also be that you're just egotistical and arrogant. Mm. Um, ruthless actions and little follow through in many areas of your life. Um, sexual needs can be too important. Uh, a juvenile mentality, dishonesty, instability. At the end of the day, materialistic. So card number five is the Hierophant. If it's upright, it's the desire for a teacher needing help overnight to overcome problems. 
It's a time to medicate, to be silent and trust your intuition. Karmic conditions must be resolved. It's a longing for approval, resenting authority or control by others. Could be faith in the higher self brings positive results, which if we're being honest, if you believe in yourself, it will ultimately bring positive results. Mm. Inner listening, small changes could be available at this time and investigative motivations in all experiences. So you kind of have to motivate or figure out why you're motivated to do what you're doing. Is it because this is all you've ever known or is it because you are getting ready to take a chance? So if it's reversed, you're pleasure-seeking, indulgent, and materialistic. So if several of these show up inverted with regard to these the, the negative portion, that can pretty much tell you that you're just focusing on the material needs. Mm-hmm. It can help clarify that for you. Dissipation, lack of faith in self, or a higher power. Uh, you fear change. You could be intolerant and judgmental. You could be refusing to accept new information. Again, a sexual focus and physical gratification is all that's important to you right now. And you could have unused creative talents. Mm. Card six are the lovers. If they're upright, you're making a choice between vice and virtue, using discrimination in all experiences, seeking answers from the higher self and having faith that help will be forthcoming accepting responsibilities for all your actions, controlling your desires, being in harmony with others. Be aware of some con- of subconscious habit patterns repeating themselves. Make make your decision now. Um this is not the time for marriage, but it is a time to make plans for a trip, a social event, or taking care of your mental health or just health in general. Reversed you're not making any choices. Engagement or marriage plans are delayed. Uh, you're apprehensive about your decisions as you fear being wrong. It's a lack of trust in self and or inner self. It's focused purely on the superficial. Again, we're in the sexual indulgences. Mm-hmm. Uh, could also be an indication of infidelity, a potential for health problems, could be closed-minded, irresponsible actions, or you're just being dishonest in relationships in general. So now we're at seven, the chariot. If the chariot is upright, now is the time to use your mind to control your destiny and be victorious, which is essentially what the chariot is. Yeah. You direct your energies on the path, usually it's mental, and then you take your action. The charioteer is your higher self. Trust him to guide you in all your affairs. Know what you want first. Life is cyclic and the wheels turn slowly. Use your sexual energy wisely or take a trip. Reversed. (laughs) Unwise direction of energy. Moderation is a must at all times. Lack of trust in inner guidance makes life difficult. Use care with liquor or drugs. You're being... Uh, self-indulgent, snobbish, it can be imprisonment, opinionated, and a need for mental clarity. Eight, strength. If it's upright, we have the strength to overcome all difficulties. 
there's courage and endurance, can again indicate leadership qualities. The person has the ability to win over any adversity, learning to control your passions and desires. It could be a true friend, strength to resist temptations, artistic talents should be investigated, a need for ego recognition, or sexual balance. If strength is reversed, you're lacking the strength to overcome the difficulties in your life. You have very little self-control, egotistical, loud and vain, lazy or overly ambitious, limited knowledge regarding inner resources, probably have an actual, um, an active sexual life. You're not a trustworthy friend due to jealousy or dishonesty. You're a follower, not a leader, and you're ruthless in positions of power. Card nine, the hermit. If he's upright, you're having the wisdom through experience, and now you're able to function in a more positive way. In other words, you've learned from either a mistake or you've learned from your past. You're seeking a teacher or guide. It's a desire to learn meditation for spiritual guidance. Could be new lessons in work or relationships or getting advice from one you trust and respect. You're setting up new goals for inner advancement, tolerance, completing a project, plans for a trip, or meetings with an older parent, usually a male parent. If it's reversed, this person lacks wisdom or insights. You could be selfish and intolerant, critical and judgmental views, not open to new information, sexual inhibitions, closed-minded and prejudiced, feeling misunderstood, not seeking spiritual enlightenment, could be fear and guilt, delayed plans and stagnation, the, per- the person is focused on physical and material needs. The Wheel of Fortune is card number 10. When it's upright, it's time to make changes, take a chance on a new venture or travel, gamble for fun or profit, mm. let go of old ties and business or relationships that are a burden, new experiences are available in areas of your life, get married or engaged, seek happiness during this peak period, Make plans for that trip you want. There's a lot of trips in here. Yeah. The time is ripe for, ripe for success. If it's reversed, no changes at this time. Do not gamble or take undue risks. Use honest tactics in all dealings. Success is elusive now. So this is not the time to begin a new venture or a serious relationship. You need to take care of your diet and health needs. Uh, travel plans may not materialize. And sexual desires could be in focus. 11. Justice. When justice is upright, you're seeking justice in business or personal affairs. Legal matters need to be resolved fairly. Unfair treatment causes resentment and frustration. Moderation brings happiness. Could be the potential for marriage, a successful legal battle and settlement. An authority figure is on your side. Old karma is removed by kindness and caring attitudes. In other words, balance. You need to balance everything. If it's reversed, legal complications due to anger and hostility. Uh, Uncompromising attitudes surround you. Prejudiced views. Overconfidence can lead to failure. Lack of balance and little happiness at this time. Mental depression as a result of unfair practices. Intemperate potential health problems. Just excessive severity of that type of stuff. So 12 is the hanged man. If he's upright, you're sacrificed to the will and desires of others. 
It's time to meditate on inner sources and have faith. In bondage to personal views, which may not be correct, some trial or duty to family and friends, illusory ideas about um, without substance, you must learn to keep your feet on the ground and stay in balance. Positive growth through spiritual studies, be creative and stay healthy. If he's reserved, if he's reversed, it's procrastination. You're easily fooled by others, irresponsible actions, little or no trust in a higher power. You're not open to new information of a spiritual nature. Gullible drugs or liquor is used for escapism. The focus is on physical and material needs. You're refusing to meditate. You're just selfish. You're just stuck in whatever it is that full, you're in. Full yep. cup. Full in. Full cup. Yeah. 13, death. A lot of people take death to mean just that, that if death shows up in a reading, mm -hmm. they're going to die. Yeah. That's not what it's it means. It's what you see in the movies all the time or, you know, something like, you know. Death simply means the end of a situation or it's a change, usually for the better. Could be the destruction of something. It means what. Whatever, if you were in the midst of a struggle or if you were making some sort of decision or if you've been stuck in some sort of conflict, when death comes up, it's over. It's an end. It's actually a, probably the best card in the deck because it's the potential for new ideas. It's yeah. a new start. It's fresh. And that's exactly right after the ending of a situation and a change for the better is new ideas and future plans, and they're all good. They're mm -hmm. healthy. No, that makes sense. Um, an inherit, excuse me, an inheritance or money is coming to you from some source. Use your energy to gain enlightenment. Let go of old experiences that no longer have meaning. Make a commitment now. Uh, release resentments and be open to love and take care of any health issues. However, if death is reversed, stagnation, frustration, unhappiness, you're stuck. Relationships probably aren't working well. There's jealousy, anger, and resentment, all of which can affect your health. Uh, could be a lost love. Uh, sexual needs may be creating a problem. You could be too materialistic. It yep. could simply be fear of death. Uh, no interest in spiritual knowledge, little faith, and making decisions and set new goals for the future is probably not going to happen. Mm. 14, temperance. When temperance is upright, it's a positive use of energy, self-control, and harmony. Trusting the inner self for guidance. Uh, meditation increases wisdom, which comes up a lot. Essentially, if you take the time to think inwardly, you will gain some sort of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Making plans to travel. Oh, we're, we're traveling again. Yeah. Balancing our emotions, patience during uh, difficult experiences, tempering your ego needs, and the potential for learning a new skill or a short course pertaining to a hobby. If temperance is reversed, you're self-indulgent, restless, and lacking patience at this time. And you shouldn't consider a trip. Probably not. <laughs> um, uncontrolled passions or desires can lead to trouble and defeat. A push for freedom can bring waste, loss, or misfortune, negative use of sexual energy, egotism, an emotional drain and unhappiness, ignorance of higher laws or an inner source, little faith. 
15, the devil. When he's upright, you're being bound to the world by physical and material greed, a desire for social success and acceptance at any cost, seeing illusions rather than facing the truth, little sense of humor, distorted picture of life and its meaning, creative energy is being wasted in pleasure and overindulgences. If the devil is reversed, love selfishness or greed for material possessions or social standing, refusing to worship false gods, desire to accept responsibility, change of diet creates better health, um, using creative abilities in beneficial ways. 16, the tower. When the tower is upright, it's the overthrow of false ideas and old habit patterns. Potential catastrophe due to negative actions recently or from the past could be a sudden event, strife and discord regarding relationships or family members or possibly friends, accepting changes, releases fear and promotes better health conditions, new insights bring hope and faith, a need to curb speech and spend time alone. When the tower is reversed, you're refusing to change old habit patterns. The focus is on sexuality, jealousy, and resentment, fear, frustration, and, and danger from unseen sources, limited understanding, freedom is in jeopardy, financial troubles, wrong use of your will, and materialistic views. Shouldn't go on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> 17, the star. When, when upright, faith and trust in life. You're setting new goals for the future, new opportunities in a career or relationship. Um, friendships are very important. Don't waste time or energy in trivial pursuits. A desire to know truth, be optimistic and have courage to follow new pathways. Maintain balance in all endeavors. If it's reversed, pessimistic about career moves, relationships, and life in general. No new goals for the future adds feelings of boredom. That's my mom. End of friendship or marriage brings sadness. Health problems and mental disorders, scattered energy, stubbornness, fear of trying new ways, little ambition or drive, low self-esteem. She had one reading. Yeah. Ever with this woman. And <laughs> it was such a bad reading. Like the woman got nothing from mom. Mom imparted nothing in the cards. She gave the woman nothing. Yeah. And mom was bored throughout the whole thing. And that's exactly what the cards said. <laughs> that's funny. Oh my God, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that in my mind. That's uh That was stupid. <laughs> 18. The moon. Upright, deception and illusion, refusing to face the truth, problems from secret enemies, person must learn to control negative thinking, fears and doubts about life in the future, not using your psychic ability or intuition to overcome difficulties, you're swayed by your emotions, feeling victimized by others, or indecisiveness and moody. When reversed, depression due to delayed plans, emotions have sublimated through fear and doubt, Health can be affected adversely. You're feeling betrayed by someone close. Be careful of your expectations. Uncontrolled desires may be harmful. Keep your feet on the ground and be sensible. Use artistic talents to the best advantage, but also trust yourself. 19, the sun. When upright, you're seeking truth and happiness. New work in science or mathematics. 
you're having confidence in your ability to bring success into your life, open to new thought, courage to carry out plans for the future, material gain, approval from others, planning a trip for work or pleasure. Get out of here. Good health and vitality. Reverse. Lack of courage or confidence is defeating, low self-esteem, sexual needs are the main issue, low energy levels can lead to serious health problems, dishonesty creates discord and loss of trust from others, great expectations of other people will cause disappointments, refusing to accept limits regardless of cost, egotistical, ostentatious. 20. Judgment. When upright. Faith in a higher power within. New knowledge brings joy and happiness. Refusing to accept traditional views could be a change of residence, Mm -hmm. a new position or career. Spiritual attunement and trusting the self could be health improvement. New understanding brings added confidence. Study of new age material answers perplexing questions. When reversed, material a materialistic approach to life, blind faith and mistaken judgments, fear of new age material, apprehensive about changes, tunnel vision, if you will, mm-hmm. belief in mortality, loss of separation from family and our friends, health issues, a need to face the truth, or simply traditional thinking. And chapter or uh, card <laughs> 21, the world, upright. Success in all endeavors and the attainment of all goals along journey proves beneficial. New opportunities are offered, a new job, career change, or move. You're feeling supported by inner resources, inheritance, or some material gain, ability to maintain balance in any crises. Victory! Faith and trust in a higher source. When reversed, no success or material gain. Plans are delayed or defeated. You're lacking vision or truth feeling unsupported and vulnerable to outside influences, fear of change or the unknown, unbalanced emotions, illusion and deception, little mental growth, physical and sexual desires are in demand. Now, it should be noted that every tarot deck has its own little pamphlet or booklet or book that comes with them that gives you the, the interpretation for that deck. They'll be similar, sometimes depending on the artwork. Um, they can be slightly different. And essentially, your job is to just interpret what you see. The card the card lays out in the picture essentially what it's trying to say. It's in the background. It's in the main object or item. Yeah, yeah. And then you build on it from there. Yeah, because I noticed uh, looking through that, that's a beautiful review of that, actually. I never actually had somebody sit and explain those. I mean, there's a ton of cards. Right. But, but, you but those are the like the major areas. Yes. And what was your, what was the source again that you? Um, My book? Yeah, the book you were uh, uh, referring to. Read the Tarot by Sylvia Abraham. Gotcha. But you can see how each yeah, cause card, this was my big problem with tarot when I was younger, is everybody had a, for lack of a better term, everybody had like a uh, a take. 
Right. You know, and I often watch like three or four people arguing over like what the hanged man is or what the. Right. Put it. And yeah. that used to drive me nuts. Yeah. Especially someone like me. Yeah. That's I mean, like, at the end of the like, day, things have to have standards, yeah. you know, like, you it, know, because that's the only way we can. It either means this or it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and that's, you know, I laugh when people just say, well, it's whatever you want it to mean. And I, I have a problem with that in general. Yes. Like you need standards. Yes. You need standards. There needs you, to be a baseline. Well, yeah, because you need to communicate with each other. Yes. Like overall. Yes. I'm going a little bit past tarot here, but. Yes. Like working in IT, there were standards with things. And even like in IT, that's where a, a lot of the problems you're having with IT stuff right now is because they've broken away from standards yes. on certain things. Yep. Not to get too, I'm not going to get nerdy nerdy on this because, oh, I could. But <laughs> but the fact is, is they've broke away from standards from things. And now things aren't compatible with each other. And you're right. having and these break. Not- you're having these breakdowns. You're having mm-hmm. these, you know, these uh, incompatibility issues. Right. And uh, and that's actually affecting the actual backbone of the Internet. Yes. I get asked this all the time at work because we have issues with the card readers. Yes. Um, for the retail stations. And there's things on the back end. Facebook had their problem, yeah. which everybody can kind of put their own little spin on that. Right. Or theory. But the fact is, is a lot of the internet folks are saying that the the backbone of the internet just can't handle all this external, non-standard shit. It was never intended to be used no, the way we're using it. The internet it. a long time ago was a library for text between yes. universities. Yes. So somebody in UCLA could share a document with somebody over in Caltech without yes. emailing it to them. Yes. They could just go on their server and check it out. Yep. And the internet was the highway mm-hmm. to get to that. And uh, and that's where I'm going to loop this back to tarot because <laughs> everybody's like, you're losing me. I think tarot's the same way because you've got all these different decks. Now, the, here's the one thing. I think it's cool that there is the variety. Yes. You know, because in 1960, uh, Eden Gray published her book, Tarot Revealed. A modern guide to reading the tarot cards. Yes. And that was actually a big book that broke out things. Mm-hmm. I think tarot right now is in huge existence thanks to Wiccans. Definitely. I think the Wiccans single handedly probably like lifted tarot up. Yes. And also just America being America. Yes. You know, because Europe, it was looked at this voodoo, weird. Yes. Stupid card game that no one's going to get into and you just don't talk about it. And it had hundreds of years of controversy behind it, whether it was religious or anything else. Mm -hmm. Where America came into play and it's like, hey, you can kind of do what you want, what have you. Or that deck you got hanging out, you can bring it out now, man. (laughs) But not that you can do what you want. But the fact is, is there was enough people that could get together and bond over a certain thing and yes. say, we're going to do this on our own. And honestly, we don't care if you don't like us. We don't care if you blah, blah, blah. Right. And and the mechanisms were in place to where you didn't burn them at the stake, so to speak, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it worked. And you can actually see that in the decks because, I mean, we talked about earlier how it starts back and, the, you know, they're basically saying possibly the oldest surviving tarot deck itself was like 1425. 
Mm-hmm. It was this like Duke and Milan, and the deck had four suits, four extra trump cards depicting classical gods. Mm-hmm. And the deck was painted uh, by uh, this um, this uh, Besozo, I think is his last name. And and it goes up from there, but you don't see a whole lot of them. Obviously, this was something if you had money because you had to have decks painted and all that stuff. I mean, I'm this, going to be so bold as to say they're really not cheap now. I mean, no, but I mean, it's just easier to make them like yes. to think to make a deck back then. Oh, yeah, I they mean, did it. That was a that was a costly, arduous task Before the printing press. They yeah. did it all by hand by hand. Well, yeah. there's some now that do it by hand. Yes. Which I think is awesome. I think it is. I yeah. think it's cool because your deck has a labor of love behind it. Well, and, and you've got the artist touch in it. Yeah. And and then like around the 1600s, it was picking up a little steam and this gets into the whole Paris bit and all that. Uh, 1700s a little more, but 1900s is when it cranked out. Wiccans mm-hmm. were coming out around the 1900s. I mean, the I appreciate the Smith weight deck, how they call it that now the rider weight well yeah the rider rate was what it was but a lot of people are calling it the smith weight now to give smith the props she deserves uh because smith was the one who actually did all the artwork got it on the deck and that was in 1909 Mm -hmm. and then really the next like biggest card that came out was the thoth to row from Alistair Crowley mm-hmm. in 1969. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it blew up. I mean, yeah. just basically about every five years, you could mark uh, in the 70s, like 60s, like in the 70s, every five years were uh, uh, another different type of set of cards. And then the 80s, it was every couple of years. And, you know, 2000s, it's growing more and more. And it they is. actually said during COVID-19... Uh, tarot card sales uh, surged up. I'm not surprised by that. I wasn't well. I bought a deck. Yeah. I mean, you I know. bought several. Yeah. Um, but here, here was something that I wanted to get into because I definitely see the two camps where there's some sort of power, mm-hmm. and then there's just the honest, like straight up reading bit. Mm-hmm. I see the two camps with it. Yeah. I definitely form the latter where. I think it's just a, you have a understanding of what the cards are mm-hmm. and you have an understanding of the person or you have the ability to get a quick understanding about right. the person and you could do a good reading that way. Mm-hmm. I think when you go up to a stranger, because I've had probably four readings in my whole life mm-hmm. and one was including you yep. a long time ago before we even got together. No, we had just gotten together. Well, just gotten yeah. together. And and that one was pretty good, I have to admit. That one... You got mad at me and walked away well, from the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, there's no way you could have known that. But and we broke like, a lot of stuff, too. I was hammered drunk. Oh, my God. You know? I was the only one. So. It should also be noted that <laughs> if you're going to do readings, you cannot be... You cannot... Be impaired. That means no drinking, yeah. no smoking, no drugs. You have to be straight on, mm-hmm. tack sharp. But the other three readings I had, 
horseshit. <laughs> like all the way through. It and, should also be noted that when I gave you your rating, mm-hmm. you were the third or fourth mm-hmm. that I did that day. Yeah. And I was using my... My, what my I'm getting at with death. the coincidence is you knew me. And I think I there's did. a lot to be said there with that. I did. Because but- all the other per- all the other people were strangers, absolute strangers. And, you know, never met them, never seen them. Right. And, and they were all terrible. I mean, they were all just exactly, I re- you know, I, I look back and roll tape and like nothing was even remotely right. By the way, no one told me to go on a trip either. <laughs> I'm rolling the tape back on that. Oh my I god! Feel a the little reading, offended by the reading we but. had in Salem. Bad omen. Yeah, wow. Yeah. But yeah. I expect that. I did. I expect too. that. There. That's a touristy thing. It is. Yeah. And that's what, like, I don't mind doing it for. And and I look at it too because, I mean, you've known me for a long enough time now. Where if I see somebody doing something, I want to support them in it. Yes. Like if anything, financially. Yes. You know, if I see somebody, I'm that person that walks by and tries to hook up money for all the buskers on the road. Yep. And if there's, you know, people that have vendor tents, I try to visit as many as I can or at least right. talk to them and tell them like, hey, that's so cool. I don't have room to bring that home or whatever. Right. Because I just, I I appreciate people doing what they love to do. Right. Or... Even more, trying to just do something different. Yes. Totally different. And I have a large appreciation for that because there's a lot of people that just sit and wish their life away. True. And this is kind of where I was really excited to do tarot as a topic because Mm -hmm. it took me out of my comfort zone a ton. Yeah. Because before we talked about doing tarot as a topic, it was just something you were into that you bought cards for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like and we would walk into we a would store go somewhere and you'd be like, hey, this is a cool deck. This is a pretty cool deck for you. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I, I had no interest or no ability to be involved in it. Yes. And and again, I talked to couples like you need to be that tuned into your your significant other to do things. Yes. Out of your comfort zone with it. And and you'd be surprised because if you get out of that comfort zone, this is what a good other half will do for you Mm -hmm. is expose you to things that you would never think of doing. Cause think about it. 15 years ago. What if you said, Oh, you're going to buy a a tarot deck and, and you're going to, and you're going to talk about it for an hour. You 15 years ago, I would have been like bullshit. (laughs) Shoot me. Just push me off a cliff, you know? And, uh, and that's what it does. It it opens your eyes to things. And, and I, I think I want to say this to a certain extent. Like if you are thinking about tarot, just go and look for a deck. And like Jen said, it'll find you. Yes. Mine found me. Yep. I was looking around and I found one on Etsy. And, and I, I will admit it, you're, I can see. It matches me perfect. I can see why yeah. that deck appeals to you. And, yeah. you know, just, it, you know. And now, for those of you who are asking yourself, well, once you have a deck, why would you well, need others? Yeah, and this is where I wanted to ask a question from, say, like the layman who yeah. just doesn't know. Like, So what is your recommendation for the person that says, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this, and they have bought their deck. They found their deck. What, what do you recommend for them next? Not rigidly, but just kind of like a, a bit of a, a shove or a guide. 
for them. First thing you have to do is you have to charge your cards. Now, and that again, Wiccans will tell you that when you're charging something, you need to impart the elements, earth, air, fire, water. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, we're talking about cards. So for me, um, the easiest and the best way is again, you need to, you need to have constant contact. Um, the very first time so I was carrying them around fine, carrying them around or if I you're sitting in a them, chair, do you, if they're next to you, is that okay? I would put them in my lap. Okay. I wouldn't just have them on the arm of the chair. Yeah. They need to be now aside from that. Yeah. Just getting to know their cards better. What do you recommend? Three card spread. You need to focus on your question when you're shuffling your cards. But no, what I'm getting at is is understanding the cards themselves. The only way you're going to understand them is by doing spreads. Yeah. You, the first now, like the book the f- that their cards come with, is that enough to understand their cards? Like You're going to rely on that book heavily until you get comfortable with your cards. should they get a cards. few books or just one no, book? Or? No, the booklet that comes with your cards is specific to your cards. Okay. Because each deck, each deck kind of has a different purpose. That's why I have multiple decks. Some are Oracle decks. Some are simply tarot. Mm -hmm. Others are more, they've been chosen for their artistic, you know, for the pictures, if you will. But each has a, an, an intent and a purpose. You need to become familiar. The easiest way to do that, charge them, multiple spreads. You're going to do a lot. You're going to rely on the booklet that came with your cards or the book, and you're just going to keep asking your cards questions you already know the answers to until you get to the point where you're you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. You're comfortable with, okay, I get now what this means when this is upright and I get when it's inverted. Okay. I get that. Essentially, if you want to make it even easier, just learn what it means when it's upright, because when it's inverted, it's simply the opposite. Mm -hmm. So you, once you know what it is upright, you automatically know what it is when it's inverted. So you really just should go through the normal sided part first, get that figured out. Do, and then you already are into the inverted end by just doing the opposite yes. of it. Rule of thumb, of course. I mean, yes. that's, and again, this is like I word this for the person who could be listening, thinking about getting into this or, mm-hmm. you know, is thinking about getting a deck. They've walked past it, you know, and they're like, if I were to do that, that's the one I would do. Yeah. Now, here's another question I have. Okay. Is it not good to have like your book? next to someone you're doing a reading for like is that a like a no-no is that a no-no actually the woman that did the tarot reading for myself and my mother she did have her book there she also had notes written on her cards well that's what i'm saying i have notes written on my card that's where i was heading next like is putting notes on the card i mean i know the answer to a lot of these but yeah it's for people you know that are possibly looking into this because these were things that i didn't know about like when I got full on into it, um, well, not full on into it, when I was putting more of a focus or an intent on it, because I had a lot of people asking me tarot related questions or mm-hmm. asking for a reading. 
So I had to become more in tuned. And the best way to do that was to keep doing the, I charged them, they were with me always. Mm -hmm. I even slept with them under my pillow. A lot of people will tell you not to do that because it can give you nightmares. Mm -hmm. Has not been the case for me. Yeah. For me, it's the easiest way to charge my cards because it's the longest period of time where they will <laughs> be in be direct with contact yeah. with yeah. me. Yeah. Also, if you've got a hoodie, you've got like the kangaroo pouch on your sweatshirt. The cards can be your little Joey. Put your cards in your in your pocket. Yeah. And then not only are they against you when your hands aren't in, but when your hands are in the pocket, you can hold them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's preferable, especially if you've got the tarot cloth where you can hold them in. You don't necessarily want them in the cardboard package that they came in. Mm -hmm. They should be wrapped in some sort of cloth because, again, you're trying to get as much of your energy into them as possible, and you're asking a lot out of your own energy to go through layers of cardboard to get to Mm -hmm. the cards themselves. Yeah, You know, not to mention it's got to go through the booklet a lot of times because you never... You never put it next to you the right way, you know, like where the card is right Mm -hmm. there. It's always the booklets in the way. And it's just easier if you can have them closer. Yeah. yeah. Closer to you, less obstruction. Um, So would it be, would it be good advice to someone who's getting into it when you say just keep doing spreads? Do spreads basically like if you're alone at your house, just... Do them, yeah. Do them in there Make and get sure used to looking at the cards. Make sure you're not drinking. That mm-hmm. you're not you're not doing drugs. You cannot be impaired. Not only when you're doing a reading for someone else, that goes for you too. You can't you can't be impaired. You have to be sober. Yeah. It's it sounds boring, and yeah, it is. But if that's what you're going to do, then you need to give it. You need to at least give it that respect. Mm -hmm. You need to give it your best. And the way that you are your best is when you're sober and actually putting in the work. Now, there is a 12-card spread, and I can show a, uh, a picture of that spread on the Facebook group. And when you yourself have a question and you've been doing your three card spreads for a while and you're comfortable with your cards and you really do have a question like, does that guy really like me? Or, okay, I saw that ad for that job and that would be really cool. Would Is, is that like the best move for me? Mm-hmm. And you want to ask the cards? Do that 12-card spread because it's much more, it's a much clearer answer. Your past, present, future is simply going to tell you this card is what happened in your past. That's the three cards. Spread. Yep. This is what's happening now. Because that's my next, that and was the next thing I was going to bring up. this card is your potential for the future. Mm-hmm. That 12-card spread is for your legit, this is my question now. Mm-hmm. And it. It does do some of the stuff from the past, but it's mostly for what's happening right now and what will immediately be happening. Gotcha. If you do everything that it says for the present, then that future stuff will probably happen. If you don't do all the stuff for that present stuff, whatever it said for the future, that's you've you've kind of negated part of that. 
yeah. future's wide open again. Mm-hmm. So. I see where tarot's useful for people. Yes. This comes from somebody who used to flip a coin all the time to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. Mm-hmm. And I never had an issue with it from that regard. Like, right. I get why people go to tarot for things, you know. I it's, do, too. Uh, I, I see it where, and I'm not saying it's every single person, but it seems like the person who has a hard time making up their mind with things or is just cluttered in their mind and can't well, focus. It's easier to ask the cards because then you're not making the decision. They are. Well, yeah, and that's where, like, I kind of want to do my little PSA announcement, my public service announcement. Like, when I quit drinking, smoking... Like, and basically all at once, I quit drinking, I quit smoking, I quit drugs, I quit caffeine, I quit everything. Mm -hmm. And my reason for that was based on some health issues I was going, it helped with it. Right. But the real reason in my mind was, what if those things were just taken away from me? Yeah. Would I be able to exist and function Mm -hmm. properly? At least to my standards. Mm-hmm. And I hold some pretty high bars for myself. Mm-hmm. If I'm focused on something. I can fuck a day off like no one's uh, right. kidding. But, but Let's if be I, honest. That's pretty much everybody. But if I have a goal to do something, I'm not only going to do that, but I'm going to fucking crush it. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to be my, my best at it. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered, like, all right. Like the cigarettes was a great example where it's like, if somebody just took these away from me, would I be able to work? Would I be able to do, you know, would I, would I lose my mind? Would I turn into like this, just like angry, like werewolf beast, you know, I mean, just like, (laughs) and drinking, you know, like, would I be able to, would I be able to just hang out? I remember when I quit and I was sitting there because my two best friends still drink to this. I think they do. I haven't hung out with them in a while. Right. But, but our whole, I remember thinking of quitting and what came back was my Topher's dad when we were like late high school, right? just out of high school. Early twenties. And he used to say to us all the time, he's like, that's all you guys do is drink. He's like, you're centering your whole life around drinking. Right. Like I never thought about that. It was like 20 years later. And then like, I'm deciding to quit. And I talked to you, you and I talked about yeah. it and we were on the same page with it. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I wonder if that's going to be a place in my life. Like, right. Is this, am Are I going to, am I going to lose this? Friends, yeah. You know, am I going to lose this? Because this would be a massive loss for me. Right. And, and I just was like so concerned and so I was scared mm-hmm. that I would lose those two as friends. And I didn't No. you know, which Honestly, folks, that's what shows a true friendship. Yes. You know, and we can hang out and they get blasted. I'm sure, you know, they'll say in private, he was a lot funnier when he was drinking. You know, I mean. He I, was so much more yeah, fun he was so he much was more drinking. fun when he was drinking. But, but they put up with me, you know. Yeah. And, um, and I just think that's incredible. But I could see where someone would need the extra thing. Yes. To help them make that decision. Yes. You know, fortunately, I had you. Mm-hmm. I didn't need cards. I didn't need a coin flip. I didn't need anything. I right. talked with you about it, and you were like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing. And, I mean, 
you just drank. You didn't smoke or, you know, do any, you know, but, but the fact is, is like the caffeine too. That yeah. was a, a big thing, you know, and I did it all at once. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. You know, I look back at it now and, and like, and I talk to people, there's probably people listening now, like, fuck that. I couldn't do that shit. And I think what it shows is it, you can be surprised at what you are capable of. Correct. You and are capable of some amazing things. At a lot of things that you do that hold you back, that you don't even realize well, yeah, hold yeah. you back. Like, for example, the drinking. Yeah. You don't realize how much that plays a role in everything that you do. Like, okay, what am I going to have to drink? What's going to be my drink? Am I going to go to this are party they because have they- my drink? Should I stop and and get my drink so that I'm I at least know what that if I'll this have place doesn't have my yeah. drink? What if they don't? Am have I going to drink thing? something else? Yes. yes. Do I even want to go to this function even though there's no booze there? Correct. You know, because some yes. people would say, "Oh, there's no booze there. I ain't fucking going there." Yes. You could have met your fucking soulmate there. Yes. You could have met your your best your your new best friend there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you let drinking. Like that was stuff you and I would sit there and talk about. It's like, wow, this is, this is a bigger piece than we ever gave it any kind of credit for. Yes. And, and the thing is for, for people that are thinking of quitting any kind of substance, what you, my best advice to you is this, you're doing that for a reason, whether you know it, want to accept it, or even if you've accepted it. But what you have to understand is, is, you're going to take that whole supplemental action out of your life. And that leaves a massive hole Yes, where it used to sit. Yes. So the bigger, the more you drink, the bigger the hole. Right. The more you smoke cigarettes, the, the bigger, bigger the, the hole. hole. You're the smoking you, a cigarette. The more coffee, the I bigger learned, the hole. I drank coffee because I believed that I needed it to function. Yes. Coffee, in my opinion, is the worst out of all of it. Because yes. everybody will sit there and say, I can't do... I, I couldn't do a day without coffee. Yes. You really have to listen to yourself saying that. Yes. You're saying that you can't do shit without coffee. Well. You can't go to your job. You can't raise your kids. You can't take care of yourself. I mean, think about that. Let's, what if coffee, coffee, but hold on. What if coffee fucking disappeared? What it's would you n- do then? It's not and, just coffee though, because there's an equal number. It's the caffeine because there's an equal well, number that's what of I mean people by caffeine. who are- who it's not coffee for them. Yeah. It's the soda. No, it's, no. It's I the know. Dr. Pepper or the Mountain Dew. Yeah. And what you have to ask yourself is, is why do I need this? Why do I need this in order to quote unquote function? Well, no, because smoking Be- is different. And this is where I'm saying like, you didn't do this stuff. So it's, it's different for like different parts of addiction are different than caffeine. Caffeine's a different animal altogether. Well, so like cigarettes, you smoke a cigarette because you're bored. Mm-hmm. You smoke a cigarette because you um, just started a while back. It's it's a series of rituals of why you smoke a cigarette. Right. Or um, say vaping now. Vaping's mm-hmm. the new cigarette. Yeah. And, and basically it's, you know, you started vaping or smoking after a meal. Guess what? Now it's just a ritual. You do that. You smoke a bit when you get in the car. Because it's a ritual and you started doing that. When you go out for break for work, you go outside, have that. Now it's a ritual and you start doing that. And it's these rituals you created. 
and you forgot why you created the ritual to begin with. Right. Some of them are just what they are. You go outside on your break at work, mm-hmm. but like boredom, smoking because you're bored, that's a tough nut to crack there. Because now when you take the cigarette out, now you're bored. Now you've got no outlet. What the hell are you going to do? Yeah. A lot of people substitute it with eating. So now you're just substituting one addiction, you know, or not one addiction. You're abusing one substance and now you're going to another substance right. and abusing that. At the end of the day, and this is what I'm saying by giving advice to people that are quitting substances and stuff, you have to figure out how to fill that. You got to know why you're doing it. And if you're bored, why are you bored? Yeah. If you're stressed, why, why are, are you, you stressed? stressed? Fix that. Yes. If you can fix that, then all this other shit doesn't matter. Correct. And like, all that other shit will be a whole lot easier. Because here's the crazy thing, and I tell people this all the time with caffeine. I quit caffeine. I am more productive now than I was on caffeine drinking three large coffee well, cups Well, I'll say this. For those that have to have the caffeine, here's an eye-opener for you. There may come a point in time where you, for your health, cannot have it. Yeah. And... No, that gets, what are you going to do then? That gets back to what I was saying before yeah. is like, you, you know, especially now with the supply side issues of, you know, things running out. It's a out. matter of time before we run out of coffee. Well, no, but I mean, my conspiracy brain's going to go off for a second here. And you've heard me rant about this at the house all the fucking time. But I think it's funny how coffee and yes. caffeine beverages are the one thing. That there's no, and no shortage of. That there's no shortage of. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking weird there, you know. Is it? It really is. It's weird. <laughs> We're running out of toilet paper, but there's caffeine stacked. Don't worry. There's coffee stacked you up all over there. You got your mocha latte. No, because they know society would fucking crumble on day two. But I just, I, I offer that as food for thought. Yes. That as things are starting to become less and less available. Right. You might want to consider the bold leap. Yeah. Of, of trying this. And, yes. and that's where I get back to something with tarot, where I, I get the point of tarot to make decisions. I really do. Yes. Like I said, I flipped a coin for years mm-hmm. to make a decision. And it wasn't really much the decision. I've mentioned it on other podcasts, but for newer listeners that are on, which we have a lot of, basically it was just the point of making a decision right. instead of none. Because yes. I think making a decision is better than none. Even if you make a bad one, a bad one you can learn a lesson from. Correct. You can learn where you went wrong, what you did wrong, who you should have trusted, who right. you didn't trust. Yep. All of that stuff. What you should have done differently. Yeah. And, what and you can do differently. No, and that's a bold strategy in its own mm-hmm. right. Because a lot of people just say, oh, the world's against me. You know, and then just <laughs> dig a hole. Is it? Grab a beer, you know, and... Yeah. Whatever, you know, do do whatever they are going to do to comfort themselves in their little created prison hole they've created mm-hmm. for themselves. Uh, and the coin with me also was if I if I flipped it and it was the other choice, but there was a big part of me that was like, damn it, I wish it was the other. Well, then I'm going to do the other deal. That's what right. I wanted that's, to do. That's what you're. But again, wanted. it just keeps you yep. keeps you moving. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, and that's the whole point. Now I think everybody's having a hard time, and this is where I see tarot sales going up. Yes. Where I think people are having a hard time because they stopped moving. Yes. 
people in the last year or two have just stopped moving and they're just stuck and yes. and they're trying to figure out things that'll help them move on and move forward. Some are becoming more religious. Some right. are turning to tarot. Some are turning to whatever. Some um, are turning to gardening. Yeah. Whatever. No. And you know what? Whatever works for you at the end of I the mean, day. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. whatever, whatever makes your little heart the, happy. Yeah. And what I noticed, because Unless honestly. killing people makes your little heart happy, then you should probably talk to someone because that's not. No, don't talk to anybody about that because <laughs> that conversation's going to go nowhere. You need to see. You can't talk to somebody about that. Therapist. No, you just got to fight your urges. Fight your urges. Fight your urges. And if you do it, don't get caught. (laughs) That's great advice. (laughs) Well, I'm not a worldly leader. So just Frank from central New York. But what I found with this interesting for me, this, my main takeaway with tarot is we thought of doing the topic. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get a deck and see, right? you know, just start researching this. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be good going with the deck because I knew it would come with a book. Right. And read the book, did the research for this. And I see it as something that I will probably hold on to for the remainder of my life. Mm -hmm. Whether I get to the point where I practice doing spreads and get versed at it and say, do readings for people, I don't know. Right. I might, but but I think it's taught me definitely why it exists. Yes. That's the one thing that it, it did because before I didn't fucking get it. <laughs> I didn't get it at all. You know, yeah. I mean I just didn't yeah. get it one bit. And it was something that you did that you got a lot of joy and satisfaction out of. Yes. And that's all that mattered to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, I know there's things like golf for me that I get right. joy and satisfaction, yes. but you could give two shits about the sport. You know, eh, I don't have anything against. No, golf. but that's but that's what I'm saying. Like to compare it mm-hmm. on your end with something that I do that like yeah. I'm very into yes. and and enjoy and I will take any kind of extra time I have available to do it. And um, that frees me up to. <laughs> To play with my tarot deck. Shop for more or, tarot decks. Yeah. You know. But but the fact is, is like I I do get that and I get I get why people do it. Where before, yeah, I just didn't I didn't get it at all. Yeah. I was so detached from it. Just so I'll I'll say it for what it is. I had a massive amount of ignorance towards it. Yeah. And but I didn't really have a need to get into it either. Yes. You know. And especially being with you because, like, you were into it. So it's just like, oh, I don't have to get into that. Anything no. I need to know, I'll just ask Jen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but but I like the actual independent because, like, reading about the meanings of the cards, it's hard to do it without doing some sort of self-reflection on yourself. Yes. So So just learning about it in its own right from, a like, a just a knowledge standpoint. Right. Not Not only are you going to learn about the cards and the patterns that they open, but you're also going to learn about yourself. Well, yeah, no. And it just looked at it where I was like, no, I could see where I'd apply myself to this. That's how it started. You know, I was like, I could see where I could apply myself to this. And then I can't remember what it was, but I was reading something off an app that I had that showed the meaning of the cards. Mm -hmm. And we were doing something here with a podcast that was 
at the time a like pivotal shift mm-hmm. where we were moving in a different direction and like we're really finding our groove mm-hmm. and it wasn't just about like this topic that topic like we found that's where we decided to change our our category to history right instead yes. of social culture and like yep. we really just kind of figured out where it was and i remember doing like a pre- you could do a practice spread on the app right it's called tarot yeah. it's a pretty cool app and i did the three card thing and it did show the past the present the future and the past was like this indecisiveness yep and and the last thing i was thinking of was the podcast mm-hmm. and and i mean i think about it a lot but but in the present it was talking about doing this shift and change mm-hmm. In, in the shift of uh, basically embracing the the idea that's in front of us, you right. know, like yep. just walking towards that that goal. And then the future was is that it was going to work out well if we put the sweat equity into it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so basically like you were explaining before where you have like your past, present, future, and, yep. and you go through this, this motion. But if you're looking at the present, and you work everything out in the present, it works out. And that's pretty much anything. Like if yeah. you have a solid plan and you have all the details kind of checked in and you know exactly step-by-step step what you're looking to do. It makes the future a little bit smoother. The fu- it does provide some paving to the future yep. of where you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And, and we talk about that a lot on the podcast, you know, as far as, you know, if, if you're going to make a plan, like give it as much color as you can. You know, I always say like that and I do it all the time. Like I have a sheet of paper on my desk over there where I just write down like an idea I have because the moment you write that down, it's real. Right. Yes. You know, you have it in your head. You can be in fantasy land and and move all around and and make it replace it. But you can make it look any way you want and you can have it have this ending of whatever you want. But the moment you write that down, it's like. All right, this is real. That's step one, mm-hmm. and and that's how it worked with that. And that's where I looked, and I was like, you know what? I'm like, I, all right, I get this now. I had like this practical mm-hmm. application for it, and it worked out well for us with the podcast. Yes, that decision that we made, and that's where I I finally had that connection that I never had, where I was like, okay, I'm like I get it now. All right, yeah, I, I see what you did. I get there. why people yes. are doing this, you know, yep. and and I think it's good for the person who has a hard time yes it can planning or having a hard time just getting themselves focused on a specific thing or or a or a group of things that they need to work on because you need to be careful that you don't make it a crutch no that i agree not you it has to be part of you too and if you're just letting the cards dictate where they say you should go, you're doing yourself a disservice. Well, I you think kind of have to do the work. Here's the crazy comparison and analogy I'm going to make with this because I think I'm bold enough to spurt this out. I think tarot cards are just like a Christian that wears a cross. Because, like, people, I, I remember, like, in my agnostic, atheistic type days. Mm-hmm. I would look at the person and say, well, you see their commitment to sin right there. They got the cross, blah, 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 blah. But the cross is the reminder. Yes. It's not the object. Correct. It's the reminder to have a stronger faith. It's the reminder that you need it's to pray more. It's also the reminder that you're not alone. 
No, it, yeah, I mean, but it's the reminder you need to pray more. Yep. It's the reminder to know that you, your faith is there. You're not praying to it. You're, it's, it's just the reminder. Correct. And I think that's where tarot could be a great strategy for someone too. Yes. The cards aren't the power. That's where I don't agree with that one side of the camp of the ones that say they have these mystical properties yes. and they have this and no. that. Like, I respect you totally with the charging of the cards and all that. I yes. get what you're saying. Yes. I don't buy it. Okay. You know, that's the divide between us on this yes. here. I don't buy it. I think it's a tool. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that you need to, and again, this is just me and my short time with tarot cards. But mm-hmm. but for me, I link it like the Christian with the cross. Like, it's the reminder. Yes. But that object doesn't have any power at all. And the only power it has is the power I give it, Mm -hmm. which I know some people are saying, well, that's why you hold it and you charge it. (laughs) You know, I I see the circle that could form. But but for me, that's where it comes off is just the power I give it. Right. The power that I have that is in myself. Mm -hmm. And and that's where I was talking about the quitting of substances and all that. I got scatterbrained here with it, but it's like, if you give those cards all that power, then you've lost your power. Yes. And it's the same thing with substances. If you give caffeine all of your power and attention and excuses, right. it's going to take all of them yeah, and, and, and run with it. And yeah. run with it. And, you know, if you're going to drink booze because you're sad because that chick or that dude left you, you're going to give that all that power mm-hmm. when, you know, you should go to the gym. Or lift some weights or just run around. You write know. a sad poem in your journal yeah, write and move a, on. Write a sad poem in your journal and move on. You know, But do something that makes you more powerful yes. for yourself. Yes. You know. So enough of the rants. I'm deeply sorry. but Are but, you though? No, I am. Because <laughs> I know I can go too fucking far. But, but this was a really cool topic. I was really glad we did this. Because I learned a ton from this um and like i said i think it's something i'm going to carry with me for a while you know i don't think it's you know because some of these topics we do and then we're just done we yeah move we on. move on you know yeah. i mean i'm i'm still not hung up on like werewolves you know i mean yeah. well as the person who has like probably 12 tarot decks yeah uh yeah well and i mean i get that because that's like me with guitars mm-hmm. you just see a cool one and you're like yeah i'd like to have that Yes. You know, even if and you're never going to use it. And as a bonus, they it. take up less space than the guitar. Well, and they're a lot cheaper, <laughs> you know. Are, yes. It's a yes. terrible analogy. But, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't help me at all. No, you it know, doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. But, yeah. wow, I just got a massive green light. Because, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I could get a lot of cards that would equal one of those guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what do I do with all those cards? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could... Be a collector and open a museum. I could, or See, I could, I'm giving you a reason I could to just be the gypsy in a caravan and just do yeah readings. And lead. hey, if shit goes down and it gets bad, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. It's a plan for a lot of people. I yeah, think. that's a all right. Rule number one. Oh, we're doing rules. Okay. Well, yeah. No Ouija boards. Two. No dolls. Three. No capes. No capes at all. None. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Six. No apathy. You need to act to help enact change in the world. Yeah. 
And I'm tempted to add a seventh. Oh, here we go. Be open. Mm. Be open to new ideas. Yeah. Be open to suggestions. But more importantly, be open to constructive criticism. You know, sometimes there is a lesson to be learned there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll think about it. Yeah. I haven't I haven't added it officially. I got a sweet rule for next topic. Well, I thought that's where we were going. Well, next. no, I figured we get the rules out okay. of the way. Next topic. Halloween. 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 Yes, of course. It's the episode before Halloween. So we're so doing it Halloween. Be Halloween. Yep. And guys, there's a call to action. Yes. So buckle up. Be ready, because mm-hmm. I got a I got a big call to action. Yeah. For that yeah. one. Yeah, we got a huge call to action for that, and that'll be, of course, before before Halloween weekend. But that'll be our our last uh, of the October spread. Yep. We hope you've been having fun, because we have. I sure have. Yep. And guys, we've got some good oh, topics through the end of the year. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I um. We've got a we've got a pretty nice roadmap. Yeah. 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 I'm digging it. No, no, we're definitely not slowing down. We're definitely not stopping. I feel like we're we're like an avalanche. We're picking up some speed here. Hopefully yeah. we don't crash on the town below. <laughs> well, we went we went a lot longer on this one, but this uh, this had a lot to it. It did, and it had uh, some personal things on Gen Zen and Mayan, and I thought it'd be worth sharing with that. So I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed it. We uh, we hope you have a wonderful day. A wonderful week. And make good choices. Take care.